Greetings and welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. We continue Quarantine Chronicles with Father Isaiah, and this week we unpack or delve into, or perhaps even are lifted up by the feast of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ into heaven. Let's be real here. The ascension is not often thought of as a particularly significant feast. It's perhaps a transition, if you will, between Resurrection Easter Sunday and Pentecost Sunday, which we'll celebrate here in the next week. But the ascension is essential to our faith. There are aspects of our faith we wouldn't have insight into, and we have ways in which we are empowered by Christ and are given a sense of direction and focus in our because of this. So on this Quarantine Chronicles, Father Isaiah and I unpack the essentials of the ascension. And so whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly, the Quarantine Chronicles. They continue. They continue. (laughs) So here we are, Ascension Weekend. That's right. So first of all, you just got to start off by saying, what's the deal with the Ascension? Is it Thursday? Is it Sunday? What are we going to do? Are we going to have it? This is like, Uh. are Sundays in a... So let me come at this from a different way. You know how we ask how many days are in Lent? Everyone knows famously. It's 46. 46 days. Exactly. (laughs) Because you go from Wednesday to uh, the uh, Sunday of Easter. But it says very clearly uh, in the Gospels that Jesus walked with and appeared to his disciples Mm -hmm. after the resurrection for 40 days. days. 40 days again. So you have this kind of uh, parallel kind of structure before Easter, after Easter, in terms of preparation and then, if you will, fulfillment or Mm -hmm. culmination, or at least maybe even preparation uh, from the point of view of the disciples to begin Jesus's, continue his his ministry of of preaching. Uh, But have you ever counted the actual days? Like of where Lent. do you land? Uh, no, of of Easter. Of Easter. I mean, yeah, we you... say it's fifty days. Well, it's fifty days because it goes all the way. It goes yeah. all the way to the next. It goes all the way to the next week. Mm-hmm. So, but the the idea then is, if the only way to get to forty days is to celebrate Ascension on on midweek, on a right? Thursday, on a Thursday yeah. right? Okay. So you actually, so that in other words, people are like, how do you know Jesus ascended on Thursday? And it's because it's in the Bible. <laughs> because the Bible told me so. <laughs> the Bible. Now, yeah. in different uh, regions, uh, the idea, I think, behind the bishops were that it would be difficult for uh, laity and folks to come on Thursday because of a kind of accommodation to contemporary situation mm-hmm. and sensibilities. Um, but as someone said, well, why don't we do this on Thursday anymore? I said, well, it's because I think the bishops are trying to be pastorally helpful. But if I said, they're like, I don't, we don't, I don't really like that. I said, well, let the bishops know, let, let them know, yeah. because they're only doing it because they think it's helpful. <laughs> so yeah. if, They're if not it's, doing this out of malice, no, necessarily. No, not, not malice, not, not anything, know. just they think it's a good pastoral decision. So, But there are, I think, certainly there's a way in which I certainly appreciate the idea that we there's a real power to the rhythms that Revelation give us. And so 40 days has that symbolic kind of thing, you know. It doesn't mean certainly that we, we can't always have that, that sense of, of preparation. So here at St. Thomas, we kind of split the difference. We, we had on Thursday, <laughs> Thursday was, we did, we did the nor- kind of the normal, uh, took the normal readings and so mm-hmm. forth, but I certainly preached a little bit on my own experience. Of course, about yeah. The Ascension balloons Thursday. and all the that. The balloons, yeah. yeah we yeah, do the balloons great. if you want. Yeah, the balloons are fun. And then, uh, and then 
celebrated Dominican Rite Mass because mm-hmm. it's certainly in the liturgical calendar of the Dominican Rite. Yeah, and shout out to Father Christopher on exactly, that. Exactly, in, in the community. So we we uh, we celebrate Thursday, but then uh, this uh, this Sunday certainly is the uh, the feast proper. The one nice thing, as we mentioned last time about Novena, is that you do preserve the actual nine days of Novena yeah. if yeah. you have that, that, that sense of Thursday to Sunday. So that's one of those uh, reasonable minds or reasonable Catholics can, can go back and forth on, on his ascension. Is it Ascension Thursday or Ascension Sunday or Ascension Sunday, Ascension Thursday Sunday? <laughs> a triduum of the century? Exactly. <laughs> let's just let's just call it a festival, not yes. just a feast. It can't be contained by one day. But I, I indeed, I uh, I have to hear you. So on on uh, for those who didn't uh, see mass or and participate in mass in my homily on Thursday, I was telling a story about uh, the days when I was at uh, Good Shepherd Parish in Pacifica, mm. and how it, it was really for me the the beginning of summer. Like it's kind of like Memorial Day is kind of like okay, I know you know in terms of uh, you know calendar, it's not until June that you start celebrating officially summer. That's when the okay, I get it. The equinox is there. We I get it. The fine, fine, equinox, fine. but <laughs> if you're but if really you're, if you're yeah. on a rhythm of, of schooling, oh, Memorial yeah. Day kind of tips you off to that, and it, and. It was about this time of year then we would have this half day on Thursday. So if you combine ah. the half day Thursday, the day Monday, so it didn't always sink, but the, the day off on uh, Memorial Day, you basically you're getting a five-day weekend. They come That's back and you might have, you know, Two another or three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap up stuff. Yeah, another yeah. another week of school, maybe maybe two. But it was basically just like start the engine. Summer, yeah. summer is in the offing. Yeah. So so the so it was a, always a half day because it was a holy day of obligation. Right. And so we went to mass. The whole school went to mass, and then we didn't always have full school lunches. Like y- y- there was at that time no cafeteria proper for daily lunches. You'd bring your own lunch, but on those half days. They had staffing to cook lunch, and it was always hot, hot dog dogs day. And, of course, <laughs> hot dog Barbecue day. day. Yeah, yeah, it's hot dog day. So, uh, and as, as I said before, that that age old question: ketchup or mustard? Are you? I've never. Are you a ketchup or a mustard guy? It's a mood thing. A mood. I have to admit, it's a mood thing. I mean, last thing. okay, so last time, you know, and this was uh, not too long ago, where we had. You know, we had hot dogs. I decided to go. I decided to be Catholic. I both and it. You both and it. See, that's yeah. that was always my yeah. from very early age. I was a both and guy. Both sweet and spicy. spicy. Yeah, sweet and spicy, just like me. And you're talking about moods. That's exactly right. It's a mood thing. <laughs> it's a it's a mood thing. It's like community. Sometimes people are sweet. Sometimes they're a little spicy. <laughs> you got to be able to do both. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so, this podcast. A yeah, lot. exactly. Sweet and spicy. <laughs> exactly. You know the thing about whether not to digress too much, but um, the difference between ketchup and mustard. That ketchup is. I th- have I said this before? The, the, it's it's the perfect no. condiment. How so? Well, because it supposedly hits every. No expert, but this is just you know half baked internet research. All ketchup hits all the taste buds. Okay, it's sweet. It's no, it's sweet. It has it's got vinegar. So you think about it. It's got like it's got acid kind of things. It's got okay, tomato and okay. it's got vinegar in it. It's got salt. It's salty because of the tomatoes. It has kind of like the umami kind of flavor too. But then it's got tomato ketchup has lots of sugar in it too. So it's sweet, savory. You know, it has a it can have a little spice maybe, but not not so much more. Much more like the acid. Um, so it hits basically almost every taste bud engages the taste buds in almost a universal manner and the reason you know as opposed to mustard which primarily just 
hits the kind of the kind of that that spice uh, kind of thing, a little 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 bitterness there. And the reason you know this, and I thought this was very interesting, is because um, there's the sales of both uh, are unique in that there is basically one type of. Ca- I mean, different companies sell different kinds of ketchup. Right, right, right. right. But there's no different. You, you don't see lots of aisles of like you know maybe like chipotle ketchup or spicy ketchup. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a little niche for them. But basically, there's ketchup. Like that's that's the yeah. the, the the just the original recipe. Of it. But if you look at mustards. There are There's a variety nine of, yeah. million mustards yeah. if you go to a store, and the reason for that is it hits eat, different parts of the tongue. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. depending on depending on which kind of flavor you want, and there that can be its own matter, but basically because ketchup is so ubiquitously like right down the middle that huh. it, it, it's it's popular and really it hasn't the recipe really hasn't changed in any you know kind of meaningful uh, it, way, okay. and, it, and it continues to be one of the best selling condiments you got out there so so anyway having said that (laughs) and this is why jesus ascended to heaven (laughs) so he can give us ketchup exactly (laughs) so so you went with both ketchup and but but growing up did you were you a ketchup ketchup. preference ketchup okay definitely there you go you're just you're just sweet all you know just totally yeah (laughs) 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 so um so that's we had dog day and then we had balloons and balloons we we write you write your name on this little tag on the on the mm-hmm. balloon, and the, the, the address, address of the school, school exactly. And a little it, kind of thing about yourself or something. Or? Yeah, on the backside, they all, all the tags had like you know, write me back as a, a you know a, a ascension or ascension uh, you know pen pal. So the idea was to oh, okay. if you find this, you know, please write me, please be my pen pal or something like that. And then they filled the balloons with helium, mm-hmm. which is as I said before, you know, I. I'm not going to tell any helium and a bunch of yeah. little kids. I mean, what could <laughs> no, possibly go no, wrong? No tales out of school, but but I will <laughs> I, I will say my 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 horizon was broadened by what helium can do <laughs> to the vocal cords. No specific stories, but it, that was that Let's was just say, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, maybe it's just they, you know it's been it just they, they they didn't always like like parents would help, but they weren't there wasn't like someone stationed at the little helium you know canister so. Part of the fun. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's got, part of the fun. We're having a fun time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's what we did. But but did you have your Catholic school? So did yeah. you did you have a similar experience on Ascension Thursday? I actually on that day where you were preaching about it, I was mm-hmm. having a flashback on my own. I was paying attention like a good congregant. Very you know, paying, good. Paying paying attention to my pastor as he is preaching so eloquently <laughs> oh, to our community. More. <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> <But> yeah, ketchup. <laughs> more ketchup on there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're letting me remember. I don't know when in the school calendar we did. But it was in the spring, and it was in the second semester, where we did something very similar, where we all had we had these uh, quarter sheets with our name, the addresses, going on the back. It was something similar, and and the odd thing is, all the students at least we had to like write our names down. So it was mm. partially a penmanship quiz at the same oh, time. <laughs> clever. <laughs> so clever. and then you know then we ro- rolled them all up, put it in the balloon, and then we weren't allowed to fill up the balloons. Oh, you just had to hand them off. We had to hand them off. Oh, so and, yeah, was, well, and so one in the... Probably smarter. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, but we saw like, you know, I, at the end of the day that all these balloons just kind of got released by a gigantic net into the sky and we were... All, oh, so you didn't actually get to release them. They just were going to... Oh, they were all that? centralized in this net. And oh, then, you know, that's... and then the class president like unleashed the net and then, yeah. That's mm. the only reason why somebody wanted to get elected to the like 
the school council. Because, oh, because you get to then be part of the release. Yeah, oh, the release squad or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's weak. You didn't get to be so that the whole fun of it was, was like you get to release your own, right? You wait, you judge the wind. You know, you kind of yeah, you, sister inev- inevitably, you know, you know, ten percent of the balloons veer off into the trees and or or over the ocean. It, you know, don't go landward or try right. try to go east. Uh, wow. So so, but but, you, but it wasn't necessarily Ascension Day. It was just some day during the spring you did. Yeah, that? I can't remember when it was. Oh, okay. but I remember we did it. Okay. At our okay. Later okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, what I remember though is it very much inculcated in me and formed me around. The whole point of the resurrection or the ascension was, mm-hmm. you know, Christ going up. Oh, okay. And that by yeah. going up, he kind of put the word out, so to speak. That, ah, that is mm-hmm. so, especially when someone would write back and you'd get like a response. It was like, wow, just as, you know, this little balloon that ascended was able to make contact with someone. And I think I mentioned it was his. Dixon. Yeah. yeah. It was way out, way out. I mean, that's, that is a long way towards that, Sacramento. Yeah. From, and responded back and it was always like just as jesus ascended so he could connect people who were at a distance so Mm -hmm. so too uh we had that experience of being connected with someone in another part of the state through this little you know uh, ritual of of of, of letting the balloon go so so that's that was that was always the, the idea of the ascension was the power of christ to connect things at a distance once he ascends right so they did so in other words God bless the uh, the the Good Shepherd uh, faculty and the sisters uh, who, who were there in planting that little seed, that little association with a, a good catechesis through you know a fun a fun ritual hot dog day and helium balloons. <laughs> I'm surprised you remembered all of that because of hot dogs. Me, I would have just remembered hot dog day. <laughs> no, no, so. hot dog day. No, that was that was key. That was a key a key portion of that. Um, but but it does bring up a, a really good question. Why in the world does Jesus need to ascend? And I had I had never really thought about it as the fact that Jesus was leaving us because sometimes that's how it compares. It's just like mm-hmm. um, it's like Jesus does the ultimate um, magic trick or yeah, something. It's exactly. like he's like you know he's kind of like he's you know it's David Copperfield this baby right. or you know who's that other guy David Blaine where you yeah, kind of exactly. like disappear. Um, but when I was when I was uh, you know in Venetia, I remember uh, t- talking to the the elementary school uh, children about this and saying, "Okay, Jesus is he ascends, he goes up to heaven." And, you know, kind of explained it and then asked for questions, as, as you know. You're like, ah, well, you got any questions about this? And right out of the barrel, <laughs> someone, I'll never forget it, very, they, I'll paraphrase, but they basically said, you know, if Jesus is living and Jesus loves us, then why does Jesus leave? Profound. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, profound. you know what? I hadn't thought of it quite that way. In no. other words, why, why wouldn't Jesus just, couldn't, couldn't the same realities be accomplished in the church and in you know our faith if, if he stuck around yeah if jesus stuck around i mean how, yeah. how often would you be like oh here's a problem or some national kind of incident or international kind of thing like what would jesus say well we we can ask him exactly yeah you know interview you know yeah. exactly give so, him an interview. exactly you know it would be so much easier right it would, mm-hmm. would be no after arguing about the just have jesus weigh in directly on it um and i thought oh yeah, yeah i've never really thought of the ascension as a, a leaping in that way and so maybe uh, today, just to kind of hit some some of the high points of reasons why Jesus left, and maybe taking it from what Jesus himself said. Okay, a good a good, a good, good place to begin. So okay, <laughs> so um, I give give. Uh, do you want to go first, or you want to 
No, go ahead. Okay, so so I think the first the first place to start is simply to say in the uh, ascension uh, that the ascension is told in, in a number of different gospels. And Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke all have. Well, actually, Mark and Luke have descriptions of it. Matthew has uh, the uh, commissioning, which is right before the ascension, mm-hmm. so he doesn't mm-hmm. actually say that. And of course, the Acts of the Apostles is the most fulsome. A description we have, which is interesting because you have one author, Luke, who talk, tells a story from two different vantage points. Right. Right. So it's kind of interesting. You know, we think of the gospel as different people having different vantage points of things. You know, different gospels will accentuate and bring out mm-hmm. different things. But in Luke and Acts, Luke Acts is both written by Luke. So it's part one and then you call Acts Luke, Luke chapter two yeah. kind of thing or, or mm-hmm. part two. You have the same author. Yeah. Same experience, but told in two different ways. Right from the same author. So it's interesting mm-hmm. what the author himself chooses to highlight in those yeah. two different uh, versions. And in the very famous uh, you know, account from the Acts of the Apostles, when Jesus uh, is lifted up to heaven, everyone's just kind of like, uh, you know, now do we do it? So the, the angels have to say, the two angels say, hey, hey guys, get back to where- Get to work, yeah. Get to work, right, basically. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're not quite uh, empowered in that moment to know exactly what to do. They've got to be nudged a little bit. Right. Um, so it's good to remind ourselves, why is it that, you know, Jesus ascended? And interestingly, Jesus speaks, even though we don't have an, an account of the ascension in the Gospel mm-hmm. of John. The Gospel of John ends with basically John saying, yeah, I could say a lot more, but it would fill all the books of the world, so we're good. Yeah, we're good for now. <laughs> the last story is the first breakfast after Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, yeah. feed my sheep. Um, so we don't, we don't have that account of his ascending, but he does tell them that he will be going. Yeah. So we have it by implication, just like we don't have the Eucharist, mm-hmm. the institution narrative as it's called in John, mm-hmm. but we have the implication of it in the great mandatum. Right sets the scene for us. So too in John, we don't have the ascension proper, but we have the reasons mm-hmm. behind the ascension if we look to John. So John's a good place to go. So in fact, Jesus says that he's got to go. And he says specifically why he's going. And the first reason is I go to prepare a place, place for, for you. you. It's, it's that reading we have at, at ubiquitous at, at funerals right. uh, and other, other moments. The reality is that the ascension is the reason why we have hope in not only the resurrection of the body, but that our eternal destiny of that resurrected body and soul and life is destined for the place where Jesus is now. That is, that is heaven. Yeah. Right. So, and that's, that's, that's the hope. So if, even if Jesus rose from the dead, it's kind of silly to maybe split them apart, but Mm -hmm. the resurrection of Jesus implies that we too will be resurrected, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily mm, automatic of where that body would go. What's its, right. what's its, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's its, it's strange to talk about destiny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It could come back to a kind of a garden of Eden right. or mm-hmm. some other kind of uh, terrestrial place of, of, you know, of, um, you know, uh, blessing and, right. and, mm-hmm. and joy and stuff, but not necessarily the place where God lives, so to speak, mm-hmm. or is his home. So, um, although I did love why you, why you said, <laughs> I, I, when I, when I, when I texted Father Isaiah, I said, Hey, let's do a podcast on why, why did Jesus ascend? This was all of our preparation. Yeah. And you took it as a question and I'll let you have the punchline because it made me, it literally, I don't often, I'll laugh out loud at, at texts, you know, everyone puts LOL, but I, I did laugh out loud when I said, let's do a pod on why did Jesus ascend? And, and your answer, why did Jesus ascend? So that he can work from home. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> I, especially, I think especially relevant when many, many people are working from home. <laughs> that, that, and virtually, it's like, yeah, that actually resonates. I, I'm going to use that in the homily this weekend. Why did he ascend? So he could work from home. Yeah. Didn't even have to get out of his PJs. <laughs> Hopefully he, he took could, a shower. Exactly. He could have his cup of coffee, cup of joe, and basically, you know, sit at the right hand of the father and govern it all and, and, and not have to leave home. And his PJs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He ascended so he could work from home. Exactly. A kind of a virtual work, which is actually has some kind of narratives. That, but the, <laughs> the, the first part, if you take that as, as kind of the joke, that, that he goes to work from home um, in order to show us that where he is is not just his home, but now is our home. Yes, indeed. Right? He goes yeah. to make a home. He goes to prepare a place for all of eternity now. Once that moment happened, and it historically happened, it's not just symbolic language. Right. Jesus kind of fading out. It's not just a magic trick. The humanity of Christ, the real physical humanity of Christ, is now in that place where God is. What mm-hmm. do we call that place? We call it heaven. Yeah. Is heaven a rocket ship that you could take SpaceX and go find it and, and, no, and go into no. the galaxy? No, it's a different, no. maybe you might call it a different dimension, a different different reality. Mm-hmm. Is it physical? Absolutely. It's not just a spiritual. It has to be. It's yeah. a physical reality. Where is that physical reality? It's where God is fully present, yeah. that yeah. a.k.a. heaven. And, and in fact, someone says, oh, you know, well, how do, well, why do we, what, what's heaven? And it's interesting if you look at the word heaven. Heaven is just the word we get for for, for sky, mm-hmm. for you know, for what's above. Yeah. And if you look at like even pagan religions, where do the gods live? In the skies. They live in the skies. They also live under the earth mm-hmm. or in the sea. Basically, places where human beings don't live. Yeah. Right. So, in other words, heaven is, if you will, that that place that we have an instinct that where humans don't naturally live. That's not their abode. That's yeah. the abode of. Of the gods, if you will. But we can supernaturally live at his invitation for us to live there. And this is why the ascension is a game changer. Right. Without the mm-hmm. ascension, we would have no knowledge that heaven is our destiny. Right. Yeah. God created us. He created us to love us. But there's no there's no promise of beatific vision in, in, in Genesis and, any, and frankly in any of no. the gospels until I go to prepare a place for you. In other words, my home will soon be your home. The place from which I descended Mm -hmm. to take on human nature is now in the ascension, the revelation that it's not just the place from which Jesus came, but the place to which we are all destined. And that is like, wow, that that changes. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's, that's a get, that's a game change. In some ways, uh, this is analogy uh, might uh, be helpful. I was thinking about the other day and I haven't really ever read this anywhere. I'm sure if we kind of mind the church fathers, there might be something like this, but I like to think about it this way. You have, kind of before Christ and after Christ, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. uh, BC, AD. And in that moment of, of Christ coming, we all know Christmas, right? The day of the birth. But mm-hmm. but really Christmas is nothing but the manifestation of the incarnation, right? the Annunciation. In other words, sure. the only difference between ascen- uh, the only difference between Christmas and Annunciation is Nine months right. <laughs> for the biology yeah. for the yeah. biology to take place, right? Yeah. It's really the moment of annunciation that is, in some ways, even the more manifestation important. of the yeah. It's more the, in some in some ways, annunciation yeah. is even more important than Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Looking at it that way, Christmas mm-hmm. is just the birth, right? <laughs> but 
the conception yeah. <laughs> is the promise a, has been fulfilled at the annunciation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. C- conception is uh, certainly is is in some ways, um, well, uh, certainly uh, not sufficient, but definitely necessary mm-hmm. for for birth. And so, in that moment of annunciation, what do you have? You have the angel speaking on behalf of God, God the mm-hmm. Father, telling Mary that she is to be the mother of God. And what happens, uh, as Luke um, articulates, the Holy Spirit overshadows her, mm-hmm. and through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God takes on flesh mm-hmm. in her womb. And then Christmas is the manifestation of that. Right. So too, I think, in the ascension of Jesus, what do you have? You, you have, have Jesus, re- 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 you reverse the role, yeah. right? right? So Jesus ascends to the place where he was. You have an angel announcing the coming of the spirit yeah. that overshadowed Mary mm-hmm. will now mm-hmm. overshadow you, the apostles, so that you can continue Jesus' ministry. Yeah. So as the annunciation is to Christmas, so ascension is to, to Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah. That's my little right. analogy. Yeah. yeah. So, nine uh, months, nine days. Nine months, nine days. Exactly. Nine yeah. months, nine days. And, yeah. and, uh, that, and we'll get into this too, but maybe in terms of the power of preaching, you've got you've got all these parallels in terms of the time of preparation. So that first, the first reason, and in fact, if this were even if this were the only reason, it would be stop the presses. Sufficient, kind of yeah. yeah, sufficient for sure is that the ascension is the fulfillment of the promise that we are destined to be and to live with God. I go to right. prepare a place for you, and somehow <clears throat> if Christ hadn't ascended, that wouldn't be clear, wouldn't be revealed. And it couldn't be assumed. Yeah, our eternal destiny would be just like we got. We die, and we place our hope. Yeah, in God, whatever that means. But now we have a further. Spe- it's a further specification of our eternal destiny to live yeah. in the love of God, even though we don't know exactly what that looks like or what that yeah. means, other than that sense of bliss and different yeah. images of banqueting and and yeah. uh, and wedding receptions and things like yeah. that in terms of heaven. Yeah, but that whole thing with uh, like Dante's Paradiso and all those things. That's that would, none of that would have been revealed unless he actually said, I prepare a place for you. That's right. So, I mean, so an enormous part and a significant part of the tradition, which we we hold very dear in our, hand, yeah, our hands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, no ascension, no destiny reveal. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So our destiny is revealed. We are, we're made to know, love, serve God, and to, in the, in the last part, to live with him and be happy in the next life. Yeah. That is that life to which we are destined. Mm-hmm. So that's the ascension. And once again, Powerful, powerful, yeah. not fully, and, and, and the fulfillment of the resurrection and, and of his uh, salvation work on, salvific work on the cross. So mm-hmm. number one, he prepares that place for us. And number two in the Gospel of John, he goes on to say that he's going to go away and that it's better that he goes away because they're like, oh, you're leaving. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, would that, just like we were saying before, would that Jesus would be here to call a press conference on how to deal with right. with the pandemic, right? That would be... I'd be interested to hear that would be. I would uh, love to hear what he would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What would he say, right? Uh, in that way, in a direct way. But Jesus says, you know what? It's better if I go because if I go, I will send the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, right? And so in other words, there's something that is superior in the mind of Christ yeah. to having the presence of the Spirit, which is more powerful than having his physical incarnated presence here amongst us. And isn't that an odd thing to say? It really is. I mean, it really like, is. what's better than Jesus? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. What's <laughs> so, better than Jesus living, walking, you know, interacting yeah. with people? And, but, but Jesus himself says, this is not as good as it gets. 
so they could sure get better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> yeah. In the gospel of John, in the gospel yeah, of John, he says, it's better for you yeah. if I go because I will send the spirit because the spirit is the way in which God, and here, even when we talk about God, God is not some kind of generic, I mean, yeah. God is a good, you know, as we know we're talking about, but it's not generic kind of reality. God right. is a relationship of persons, mm-hmm. right? The, the Father, Son, dynamism Spirit. of the Trinity. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And so you can't, uh, to talk about God in a general way, you need to dig a little bit deeper when you talk yeah. about, it. even in prayer, it's, you know, to God the Father, through the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit, especially yeah. when we're celebrating Mass. And so the reality is, if our destiny is to be connected in, in, in union with God face to face as that, as the image goes, that can't happen unless God is living and not just living, not just in our presence, mm-hmm. Jesus could be in the right. in our presence, mm-hmm. but he wants to live from within. That's exactly. Yeah. And that's the spirit. So yeah. God does this one. He doesn't just want to kind of guide us and guard us. He wants to be with us. Yeah. And so he, as the Gospel of John says, he he tabernacled himself. Right. He, he yeah. brought his tent down. He was mm-hmm. he, he he left. Uh, the word became he pitched flesh. His tent. Pitched yeah. his tent with us. Yeah. So now he's with us. But in the Holy Spirit, now you take it a step further. Now he's live, not just live with us. In us, yeah. In us, he wants right. to live mm-hmm. from within. Yeah. So the ascension makes it possible for the Holy Spirit to come in a manifest way, and so that we might be connected to the reality of Father, Son, and Spirit through the mm-hmm. power of the Spirit to live with from within. So um, I was thinking about um, ways in which we talk about the kind of connection, right? Because right. this mm-hmm. really is the, the, the ascension that allows the sending of the Spirit, which connects us, unifies us. And I was talking to someone who um, in the last week or two um, lost their internet. Okay. <laughs> so we were talking about it. So I was talking, they're like, oh, yeah. So I was calling them on the phone, and they, they're like, yeah, my, my, uh, my smartphone is now dumb. <laughs> because I have no, right. I have no internet. Why the Wi-Fi? The Wi-Fi went down. I guess it, it, it didn't. It, they had um, their router went down or something. Anyway, so it wasn't. It wasn't for. Wasn't that great? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Well, it wasn't for weeks and weeks, but it was okay. just a brief, brief period of time. And they thought, wow, how dependent, especially in these days, right. am I on this Wi-Fi? <laughs> like, if yeah. I don't have my Wi-Fi, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like what's going on? And I thought, yeah, that's maybe a way to understand the ascension that Jesus didn't leave us. He set up the the divine router <laughs> right. mm-hmm. to send the spirit to us, so we can all be interconnected mm-hmm. in that yeah. in that web of what St. Paul calls the body of Christ, and so yeah. we're connected at a distance uh, there. So the sending of the spirit uh, connects us, not only shows us the destiny, the place He prepared right. for us, mm-hmm. but also connects us. Right those on earth and those in heaven in this kind of, if you will, divine (laughs) kind of intranet (laughs) of grace and blessing and Mm -hmm. all, and all the rest. Uh, So that would be the, I think the, the second reason, the sending of the spirit, he goes to prepare a place first of all, then the sending of the spirit, which unites us and connects us uh, together. And, And I even think of it in terms of it's not the reading for this weekend, but there's oftentimes one of the readings associated with the Ascension is uh, Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Or talks about uh, Christ, that eternal priest, right. heading into the Holy of Holies and mm-hmm. offering that sacrifice yeah. uh, once and for all. Right. And I know, you know, as, especially as a priest, I, I say to myself, you know, when I'm celebrating Mass, especially in these days when we're all celebrating together, and so even mm-hmm. when we're con-celebrating like we yeah. did today, it's like, how is this, how is it possible that something that happened 2,000 years ago is, as we believe, made present right now? Mm-hmm. How? 
what's that connection? How does yeah. that how does that work? Well, you know how it works? The ascension. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus being connected at the right hand of the Father has, if you will, if you think of it as like the control panel right. <laughs> to all space mm-hmm. and time. Now he's yeah. in heaven. He's at, he's at home. <laughs> yeah. He's working from home. <laughs> he's working from home. So, so he's got, he's got all the divine power, if you will, or and pre- to be present just as God is present at every moment. Time no longer makes a difference. Yeah. It's only through the ascension, right? Yeah. And so he can move forwards and backwards in terms yeah. of blessing and grace, but it only happens yeah. if he's in his, he's in the, the, the power seat, right? Yeah. The right hand of the father to control everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he can make, because of the ascension, he's now in a position to apply the graces and the action and the blessing of 2000 years ago, his moment on the cross to us right here. And now every time yeah. the Holy sacrifice is reenacted, right. is connected to that. If he were still walking, if he had rose from the dead, once again, fully risen and simply bent, he wouldn't be in a position to have his actions break through that time and space right. barrier, mm-hmm. right? right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So the ascension, so I was thinking about that the other day as I was celebrating the quasi-ascension on Thursday, I, I was thinking, you know what? The ascension makes possible. <laughs> the very sacraments that we revere. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, I can celebrate mass and it's not just me remembering, although it is, it's not just me kind of in this holy action and, and being equally the person of Christ. It's through the power of the spirit, which is activated when Jesus- We are spiritually <laughs> transported back to that yes. actual last supper. Or, or or the other way around, that the, the holy sacrifice of the mass, the last supper. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, so it connects Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and now. Yeah. Because he's at the control panel and he can- Click, you know, he yeah. he can click he can click through that 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 that, that button, so to speak, and and go into that the, that divine internet of grace, <laughs> right? And connect all those moments into uh, that, that one moment into the moment yeah. when we're celebrating mass, and therefore make himself present, fully present, in fully that, present right. in the yeah. sacrament. So, but that's the ascension. That's yeah. the power of the ascension. I thought, oh, that's 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 right. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so and that's and that comes right from the Gospel of John. It'll be yeah. better for you if I if I go right. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, and perhaps uh, the, once again, we go back to the Gospel of John, uh, which oftentimes has these guys. He talks about um, by going to the Father, he will enable us to do what he did and to do even greater things yeah. than he, right? He says, yeah. you can, you'll be able to do, well, what did Jesus do? I mean. He rose from the dead. That's pretty darn cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, there's no getting better than that. That's <laughs> right. So yeah, we'll be able to, yeah, yeah. So we'll be, we'll be able to do exactly what he did. Healing, miracle, prophecy. Yeah. You know, his, his, his sacrifice And even in the love. Acts of the Apostles, I mean, we see this. I mm-hmm. mean, Peter, I mean, when Peter himself was just kind of walking through the day, people would try to put themselves in the position of his shadow oh, and yeah. they would be healed. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's something manifestly greater than what, in a way, uh, any of the healing um, acts that Jesus did during the Gospels, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, there was that moment where somebody had to grab Jesus's tassels and all that stuff. But compared to having someone's shadow just cast over someone, you're right. I mean, that is something that's manifestly greater in that way. Nice. I think that's a good name for like a book or something. You know, on the, on the reflection of Peter's shadow. Peter's shadow. Maybe a band. Maybe maybe a, maybe a Christian a ska band. band, a, a Christian ska, ska band. Peter Shadow. Peter Shadow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casting that shadow. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. No. It's and how is that fulfilled by, of course, this this idea that the that at the right hand of the Father, once again, not only mm-hmm. the destiny to which, not only the sending of the Spirit, but it activates uh, the 
apostles. And a, and a couple things to say here that, that come to mind. First of all, in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we don't have this, the, the story of the angels and, and Jesus going in the clouds. Sure, sure. What we have is what we call the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So he says, go forth. Right. And teach, pre, uh, preach, heal, baptize mm-hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. And then his last words to us in Matthew. Be, I will be with you always till the end of the age. I'll be with you always. And yeah. then what does he do? He leaves. <laughs> Which I, I always <laughs> think is and uh, uh, the, one of the great uh, mic drops of all of history. <laughs> know that I'm with you always. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, uh, and so that th- that idea then that that he's not leaving, he's ascending, right, or being lifted up, the right hand of Father, so that we can go, yeah, and be his representatives mm-hmm. and to communicate the same message, power, and love that that he did. So right. he says, so, so you go forth and you continue my work. Mm-hmm. And that's not just that's not that's not plan B. That's what I think is great. Yeah. That was that was that was his ultimate plan was to come to be with us, but yeah. ultimately not just to be with us, to be and to live within us, to yeah. love from mm-hmm. within. And that's that's the spirit. So he activates us, which is why I think going back to uh, maybe full circle, we said at the beginning Lent is forty days. Mm-hmm. And especially in these days, if I have to say, with 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 where we are in quarantine, it, it does feel like even though these are Easter days and we're celebrating, there's a yeah. little bit of, as I say, the shadow of the cross, a little Fair bit enough. of Lent. Yeah. But I have to think for those original disciples, and I said this on the Easter homily, just as they were having a you know difficulty finding the face of Christ in those original mm-hmm. forty days, mm-hmm. so too we can have a difficult time finding where Christ is present in our lives. But the reason why Easter to ascension is 40 days is the same reason that Jesus needed 40 days in the desert. In other words, those 40 days of desert were preparation for mm-hmm. Jesus's public ministry. Yeah. The 40 days after the resurrection, but before the ascension were for the apostles to prepare themselves for kind of, our, for our mission now. Yes. Yeah. A kind of desert they needed. Yeah. And, and they didn't really even know when they were going, they weren't even quite a, fully aware yeah. of that. Um, and yet in, in, the, in the gospel that we read today, or read for Sunday in, in Matthew, there's a curious line that says, um, you know, he, he assembled them together, he gathered, and it says, and they doubted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's always struck me as like, okay, well, they doubt. Okay, let's move along. This is the ascension, right? This is a beautiful moment because, you know, the other yeah. gospel talks about them. You know, uh, after he ascends, they're joyful and filled with the spirit. And so so what's, where's this doubt yeah. coming from? And what's this doubt? Look like doubt to do or doubt yeah, what exactly? Yeah. And if you look at it, the uh, the word that's used for doubt there is used only one other time in the gospel, and it's not necessarily talking about just they don't believe he's actually risen or they think he's a ghost still or something like that. It has particularly to do in context with their inability or their not their lack of faith or trust in God to provide for them. So the okay. other place it's used is when he says, uh, when, when the boat is rocking um, and they're, they say, oh, you have little faith, mm-hmm. right? And again, actually in, in, the, uh, in chapter six, where uh, he says to them, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> oh, the lilies of the field. The li- yeah, it's the lilies of the field is the other place it's mentioned. So don't worry about tomorrow, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. 
look at the fields. Right? Mm-hmm. I, they don't worry about how they're clothed, and yet Solomon, all his glory, isn't isn't wasn't arrayed in, in such splendor. And he, he says, "Don't you think I can provide?" To paraphrase, "Don't you think I can provide for you, you of little, little faith, faith you yeah. who doubt, mm-hmm. you who doubt?" And so that word for doubt, that that that, that word, is the same word they use right before the ascension. Okay. And I, and so what comes to mind is that those those forty days of Easter are really to help them be rooted in and to reflect upon their own their own sense of insecurity, mm, okay, their own sense of doubt for the future yeah like once he ascends it's going to be like what's next yeah. right and so they do need the holy spirit to to get going because the right? master's gone as far as they can are concerned yeah exactly and so now they so for those 40 days they they've been training mm. but they weren't then they weren't clear or at least in their minds of what they were training for yeah 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 and what what that would look like yeah and you know they might say to themselves you know Okay, you you died on the cross in a very, you know, painful kind of way. way. You know, would they? Would, would I be willing to do that? Would you be yeah. willing to do that? Would yeah. you know? This, so they have. I'm sure they all the insecurities of what's this new mandate going to mean? Mm-hmm. Going to all the world? We're twelve guys in an upper room <laughs> that don't have any political standing, no social standing, not yeah. particularly well off financially mm-hmm. how can you know are, are you kidding me yeah you think they worried about finances in the other church absolutely, absolutely. all the time oh, <laughs> you yeah. think they worried about you know w- their very life uh, you know being mm-hmm. imprisoned absolutely yeah. so they had uh, lots and lots of worries and i think especially in the time we're living in these challenges do we have worries absolutely yeah. <laughs> but what the ascension tells us is that even in the midst of doubting, that is the mm-hmm. worrying, that sense of insecurity, that what am I going to eat? What's, you know, how, I, how am I going to be clothed? The housing, finances, yeah. job, school, you yeah. know, future prospects. That, those are all doubts as, as kind of to use the gospel language, that Jewish language of doubting or, or, or being, having a diminishment of faith or trust right. in God. And to that, what's Christ's response to that? To ascend. In right. the face of our insecurities and our doubts, Jesus ascends. And we might think, well, leaving, mean? being yeah. separated from? No, no, no. no. He says, you will be, your faith, your trust, your security will actually grow to the extent that you trust that yeah. I'm going to that place that can empower you. Yeah. So that the activation of the apostles in terms of their faith, particularly right. their trust in God to entrust themselves, their lives, their livelihoods, the, their future uh, to uh, Christ is particularly manifest and made present right. by the ascension. The ascension right. is Jesus's response to doubt. Yeah. I mean, you're reminding me of something that Thomas said. I mean, that Thomas actually had this uh, kind of battled in his own mind about the question of why did he ascend and why did he ha- have to ascend like up, right? And he had a question about the clouds and mm. and all that such within um, within the story. And in and he made a comment saying that the reason he had to ascend and he had to ascend up, mm-hmm. as it were, was because to remind the apostles that Jesus is transcendent. So therefore, mm. that reflects in what their life of prayer should be when it comes to the relationship with the Lord to remind themselves of, yeah, their mission is towards something much greater than 
the collection. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, and although when you, when you said Thomas, I thought you were talking about Thomas the Apostle for a right. minute. See <laughs> Thomas. Our Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you just say Thomas and, and, yeah. and, and people are like, okay, is that minute, Brother who? Thomas? <laughs> the guy that's lives in Seattle? No. Exactly. Not, no, no. No. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly right. The, the, the ascending up especially kind of right. draws our mind upward, like our, mm-hmm. our liturgy itself. And what happens then is... Um, by activating the apostles to be other Christ's, mm-hmm. uh, that is how their faith grows. Yeah. Right. You're, it's, it's like, it's like the correlative. It's like, do you want to know something? Well, teach it to others. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to grow in faith? Well, share your faith with others. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he says, you know how your doubts, your insecurities will be overcome? Not by looking within, not by just kind of you know, self-help or kind of pulling yourself up by your brutes or talking yourself. I, I am yeah. known. I am loved. God does love me. No, those are all kind of good things. Your faith grows when you share it. Yeah. And so when he you en- give it away when they, yeah. when, when, they, when he empowers them to share the faith boldly, their doubts, their insecurities, mm-hmm. their lack of faith melts away right. and the power that sharing. So that's, 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 that's why indeed Jesus ascends to show us that eternal destiny to which, and that place for which he's preparing for us, that place that we don't reside now. It's going to be totally different, if you will, than anything we experience, but it's going to be in the presence, that heartbeat of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He does it so that he might connect us right. to the body of church. He sends the spirit in order to unify us through time and space and to make present his presence from within, not just without, but he wants to live from within. And then finally, he wants to activate the fullness of our own humanity here right now, not just later on in heaven, mm-hmm. but right now, activate our humanity by how? By once again, in that power of the spirit, being able to help us to share our faith, to overcome doubts and securities and whatever might keep us from living his presence right now, this side of heaven. Amen. Amen. So those are pretty good reasons. That's pretty good. In yeah. fact, I think you can work them all into the into the into the all those are associated with home. Yeah, <laughs> he's working from home. He's working from home. He's in working. From, I like it. He has sent a control I think panel. That, I think that's the best sentence actually. Is it not just it's gone, but now in the course of this podcast, I, it's not only it's not only the fun. It's actually true because you could work that in as a theme, right? So he wants to work from home, and what can you do at home? Well, you can invite others into your home. So he makes it our home. Yeah. What does he do? He makes home. He's got his. He's got all of his setup there. He's got, yeah. he's got his divine network that he sets up from home. Divine, divine Wi-Fi, ra- divine router, divine Wi-Fi out, and then finally he he gives us that sense that we are on that journey home to yeah. to him by bringing out the best of who we are and his life. Amen. I love it. <laughs> Look at that. Here we are. Very good. <laughs> Here we are with another edition of the Quarantine Chronicles. Yeah, so if you want to help the video cast or the podcast, you know what to do on sharing it with others and commenting on Facebook and, and social media and all those great things. If you have any questions about the podcast or any um, topics for next time, email us at podcast at stdominics.org. Very good. And we're working on the uh, screw tape letters. That'll be in a couple of weeks, I think, as we get it. So if you continue to, to if you've started that or haven't started that, it's certainly still time. It's not a lengthy reading at, at all. Uh, and uh, during these novena days, these days when we're doing the uh, Stella Celi, asking our Blessed Mother uh, for health and, and guidance, and, and especially as we're doing lots of preparation to be able to hopefully open up in a public way, mm-hmm. may all that you do truly radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen. <laughs>